Real moms are bravo. Real moms are bravo. Real moms are bravo. Real moms are bravo. Happy whatever day or time it is that you're listening to this. Um, because of the BravoCon uh, special episode, which thank you guys so much for the feedback. A lot of you really enjoyed that. Um, and so we were happy to share all the deets. Um, but because of that, we are just going to do one big jam-packed episode. In the listen notes, we will put time marks. So we are going to cover in one episode, Southern Charm, Miami, Beverly Hills, Salt Lake, Winter House, and Potomac. Then we will have a separate episode that will come out a day or two later that will be headlines. But um, it's a lot. We know not all of you watch all of these shows, so feel free to skip through the parts um, for the ones that you don't uh, watch. But we're going to start with Southern Charm. Uh, This was quite the episode. Um, Pretty explosive. It's also weird watching it through the lens of knowing some things at BravoCon, Um, like dynamics and relationships. You're like, oh, this is just kind of uh, interesting. Uh, I also feel like I need to say I find it really hilarious and um, just shows how out of touch with like reality Taylor is that she was like, I'm going to invite Olivia to like my nice little like cozy lake house. It's a monstrosity. Is Taylor like on not quite Shep level, but like that is it. It was a pretty big lake house. She's Delulu. <laughs> She's like full blown Delulu. Delulu girl. Like I think her but not in the fun lisa barlow way no not in my housewife way she's delulu in the sense of like she's she truly delusional doing, not doing delulu yeah by doing this she will be forgiven for the rest it's like she's not being yeah, it was kind of weird and then the like giving of the bracelet i don't know the whole thing i felt like a lot of people in this episode i'm like i get olivia is trying to be present and be social I felt like people were trying to have really serious conversations with her. And I don't know the timing of this, but let's just say her brother passed away even a month ago. I don't know if it was like a week or two. It feel, I mean, it's like the second episode after really it happened, but I just feel like she's still like in the fog of grief and people are trying to have like serious conversations with her. And like Rod, I was like, Rod, <laughs> dude, not the time to DTR, like totally miss that social cue. And same with Taylor, like this, I get maybe saying, I don't want you to think that this excuses what happened. I d- am not brushing all this under the rug. When you're ready to talk about it, I'm ready to talk about it. Like, I feel like people are kind of like pushing these conversations on Olivia. Taylor did the same thing. Um, but before we got to that, yeah, let's talk about Craig. Tell, I love that you made a know this. He told Paige that he made a bomb ass dinner. And it was burgers. And I also think Velveeta shells with cheese make me want to vomit. Like, I, I'd rather have Kraft Blue Box. I don't feel that way because I do love, like, the Rotel dip with Velveeta. But if I think about it too much, the fact that it's not refrigerated cheese, it is very gross and a very American. But it just made me chuckle that he's like, yeah, I made this bomb-ass dinner. And it was – I didn't really see him in the kitchen. I thought it was – he Rodrigo. did. He grilled the burgers. Oh, so he grilled the burgers. Okay. Yeah. So, but it just like made me laugh because it was like shells, Velveeta shells and burgers. And then the other Craig note that I want to get into um, in terms of him and Paige, he has got to get over this biological clock. He does not have to carry these children that he wants to have. Like men have that luxury if you will that they can become a parent at any age of life yeah so but I, you your energy level out. definitely changes like i get no, I from his that. perspective being like i don't want to have a newborn at 40 also 
the older you are, the less time you have. I mean, I think it's a valid point. I don't, I get that there's more pressure on women. Um, but I, I think it's valid that he might not want to be like 42 and having his first kid. I get that too, but she's also just turned 30. New Yorkers, like their timelines are so much more different. Like her mindset of all the things, her career is booming right now. So like, I kind of side with her in that sense. So I think we, you bring up some good points, but I'm just like, simmer down. It's not your biological clock. Really, I got triggered by him saying biological clock, I think. Oh, I, that didn't bother me just because I think, you know, he's allowed to feel like he wants kids on a timeline too, just as much as she is. But I feel like it just shows like either A, this is a storyline or B, they have terrible communication because I feel like this whole like, when are we moving in? What, when do you see us getting engaged? It like always seems like it's like tension and like something that like, I don't know, it just seems like they're not on the same page. And I'm not saying they're going to break up by any means, but it does feel weird to me that like, we've seen this conversation on summer house. We're seeing it now on Southern charm, like this whole, when is she going to move? Is he going to move? Like, I don't think should have got off the pot, but I do think like, maybe have a conversation off camera and figure out what, what you're both comfortable with. And if it's that Paige doesn't want to put a timeline on it and Craig does, that's a bigger conversation that they need to have. But I also, I also wonder if this is their, their storyline. I mean, it's given storyline. You're a hundred percent right. We've heard this like over and over again. It's been multiple times that we've heard it. I feel like she from what I've snippets I've heard of her in conversations to me, it seems like she's like, I'm good with what we've got going on until I'm an engaged and ready to have a child. I think she wants this luxury of two lives. I think her giving up New York is going to be very, very difficult. Like I don't see Paige in Charleston. No. And I think ultimately Craig kind of knows that. I almost wonder if he's like, Hey, could you just semi like, move to Charleston a few months out of the year. So it feels like we're together more. It's definitely like his love language is definitely quality time and hers is like gifts. Um, So it's just kind of like figuring that out. But yeah, I ultimately think if they were to get married and have kids, I would be surprised if it, if they were to live in Charleston, just because her family's there, his family actually isn't that far away um, in Virginia from New York. Um, And they just met for the first time at BravoCon. So these two have been together for what, two years and their parents are now just meeting for the first time. So I think their parents are meeting, but they've both met each other's parents. Yes, yes, yes. Sorry. Their parents have met for the first time. Yes. We'll see what happens. Maybe we'll do a poll. Will it happen this year? Cuffing season is here. Uh, Will we have a holiday engagement? But only because Craig has said on their podcast before, and I actually believe this, people are like, no, she'll want to do something for the cameras. Um, she wants to elope. I don't think she actually wants to do a wedding special because I think she's going to want to pick and do things her way and pick a venue and pick the, like, Paige is so about the aesthetic in particular that, like, I can't imagine her, if she were to film it, like, kind of what we've seen other people say, like, Stassi had the same thing. Like, she's like, I picked a venue because they were going to film it. And then I was stuck with this venue when I got fired. Like, so I do think there's, like, this sense of, like, she's going to want control over it. I could see it being something like, we're engaged and married. I would not be surprised if it was like a quick thing, especially the way they're kind of like doing a longer courtship. But anyway, we're spending a lot of time on Paige and Craig. Yeah. Let's (laughs) talk about, um, so Olivia decides to leave Taylor's house, which I was like, good for you. Like you don't have to 
buy the bullshit just because you're grieving. I did think it was like, and I get like, maybe she's like, okay, I thought I was having a weekend at a lake house. I still want to hang out with friends. So she calls chef and hangs out. I don't know. I've, I were Taylor. I would have just stayed with my family. If I knew Olivia was at chefs, like it was weird that she showed up and then thought like it was going to be this welcome reception. I also think this is an example of why girls should not crash boys weekends. It's either like collective group trip, couples weekend, boys weekend, girls weekend. Like, I think it's weird to inject two girls, especially given the dynamic into a boys weekend. Absolutely. But that's why we get the drama and things to talk about. So production yeah. knew what they were doing from that yeah. perspective. Should we talk about Craig and his conspiracies and the foil tinfoil hats? I, I won the foil hats made me laugh. Um, I, so I don't believe majority of conspiracy theories. Hello. However, I love hearing about them. I love like diving into them. Like, I, I just think it's interesting to me the way some people's brains work. Um, and so Craig, like the whole panda bear thing made me laugh. I didn't realize that was a thing. There are people that truly believe that there's no such thing as a panda bear. Which is wild. I, listen, where I stand on this is like, I, it goes in one ear and out the other. Like I cannot, like my brain doesn't have the capacity to like entertain any of these theories. Like I'm just very much like, okay, cool. <laughs> like you believe that? Good for you. Moving on. Like I just, it's not something that excites me. The same thing with aliens. I have a friend, shout out to Jackie, who's really into aliens and black holes and like gets really jazzed and excited and like loves documentaries on that. I could care less. Like it's not for me. I find it all very fascinating. I just think too, I yeah, I just think it's interesting how people's um, brains work. I do believe in panda bears. Um, <laughs> I mean, I've seen them at the zoo and it doesn't seem to me like there's like humans in a costume. Um but hey, you know, everyone's entitled to their own opinion. And that's what makes the world go round. Uh, I need to tag Craig that video that this went viral like a couple months ago when Snoop Dogg and that panda when he said it was a man in a suit. Yeah. Do you remember that? Like, <laughs> yeah. So because everyone, was talking, his, the, everyone was talking about it. But you know, I need to find that and I'll tag Craig. Uh, so we go from conspiracy theories to Ra deciding to DTR, the relationship with Olivia. This is clearly sparked by his sense of, I'm going to say, insecurity and just feeling like, oh, my God, there was a bra left at Austin's after Olivia hung out with him. And let's we need to dissect this whole bra situation. Our Bravo group chat was blowing up as grown women. Um, you know, Vanessa and I are in our late 30s. One, if I'm taking off my bra at a boy's house. We're not just watching a movie like that's a that, that's a different move. Even if you're like, oh, I just want to get comfortable. This bra is killing me. Like unhook the back of it. I wouldn't fully take it off. I don't know. I, unless I'm, you know, doing other things. Also, a good bra and bras in general ain't cheap. And I don't think Olivia is buying like a nineteen ninety like $19.99 bra from Target. Just throw it away. Like, girl, I thought that was so she's like, yeah, I told Austin just throw it away. I left it in the corner. I, that to me was weird. I mean, the math ain't mathin'. When she said yeah. they're cuddling, the bra's on there, like something definitely happened, even if it was like a potential like boob graze or something like you you made it open like for invitation to slightly open there. So the math ain't mathin'. I'm not buying it either. And I would grab my bra like that's not. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Especially if it's like a good bra, like a good bra is hard to find. I would not have left it. Um True story, though. One time I was shacking in um, college at your husband's fraternity and I had a strapless. Bra. I was so pissed because a good strapless bra is like the holy grail. And I had found one in college. Um, ironically, I think it was from like Marshall's. But um, 
I didn't know where it was and I wanted to get the hell out of this guy's room because it was a um, drunken decision to shack there. So I just, I lived in the sorority house next door. I just booked it out of there and was like, that bra is just collateral damage from a bad decision. This was in November. Um, There was a, well, here's why I know that. There was a snowfall that year. We had our first ever snow day in like 18 years at Mizzou. I remember this day very vividly. My bra was on the snowman at FICAP. I did not know this. And oh, I was like, how God. do I ask for it back? Because or I was just like, swipe it. And I almost did. But then I was like, I mean, that would have drawn in Greek town. That would have drawn so much attention. But yeah, I was like, that's my black strapless bra. Um, that and, is incredible. And I even asked our friend Jordan, I would like texted him. I was like, can you confirm? Is it a 36 C? And he's like, I can confirm. I'm like, that is my fucking bra. Um, <laughs> that but, is that is pretty yeah. legendary. Do you have a picture of it? Like, no, because we had it? flip phones. We had razors. I what was I going to do? Like break out the digital camera, camera? <laughs> on my way to class? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Girl, I, I was guess. embarrassed by this shack. The last <laughs> thing I'm going to do is take a – I was so embarrassed I left my favorite strapless bra at the fraternity house. Okay. Fair enough. But fair enough. Times if we were in t- today's age, I would have totally snapped a picture. And I, I mean, if I know what I know now, I would have taken it. But anyway, so uh, let's talk about Shep being an asshole. I – First of all, this all stems from ping pong, like the the fragile male ego of Shep Rose. He can't lose. It's like, but seeing that toxicity come out of him where he just gets so pissed at Taylor because she was like, yeah, you won ping pong. We are the champions. He's like, how dare you cheer for someone else? And then I thought it was weird that she then jumped to like, did you have fun cheating on me? It's like, okay, like. But they then, have like hate sex, like that screamed like yes. hate sex moment, like them just fighting like that until they actually broke up. I feel like they had a lot of moments like that, and then they, I'm convinced they fucked. I'm oh, there's yeah. no way, like optics wise, they got on top of the bed and whatever. But that that just makes it so much weirder. And like they could have done that after the fact too. Like they're like, oh, you know, we're gonna wake up in the morning and camera crews here. I just the other thing that killed me was like his lack of apology. Just like you, you know, you poked the bear. I was like, oh my God, like you're such a jerk that you can't even acknowledge that like what you just said was yeah, sometimes it was fun cheating on you. Oh, I was like, Taylor, run. Um, but run, run, run. And also I would have never shared the bed. Like, love yourself, girl. Like yeah. you like that, like I I would have I would understood it more if she ran into Austin's bed and ended up hooking up with Austin because she was like Yes, that need, tracks. That would have I need a good, not a good guy, but I need someone better than Shep, you know, someone who like we have a friendship who like respects me. But that is just wrong. Like, love yourself, honey. Like that's just Mm, don't give him that and honestly my mind also like coming off BravoCon went to him fighting with the ATM machine and thinking like did he the ATM machine like poke the bear like what just happened like was it like talking back to him like what kind of shrooms or something was he on for him to have a fight with it so (laughs) I mean I'm no therapist but I think Shep is just a dark person like I just we've heard We've heard yeah. rumblings of that. Like he's a- nothing will ever make him happy. Nothing will ever fulfill him. And he's going to bring everyone down with him. And it's like, if, 
if you want to have a one night stand and say you you slept with Shep Rose, go for it. I would tell anyone to run when it came to, comes to a relationship. You might need to sage your home, burn your clothes. Oh. Like there's a lot of you don't want any of that negative juju. No, but no. That, I mean, if we were in Charleston, Charleston, well, we're hopefully going back soon, and we run into Shep, and he's like, "Oh, I want to come back to like." party with you guys i'd be like you are not invited like i'm not letting your energy into any space uh-uh. i am occupying it makes me laugh the few times we've like in bravo con experiences where we've been near shop and we ignore him <laughs> we don't I, i've no desire to, i've never taken a photo with shop i don't even like we didn't even talk to him at the party like i saw him and he walked by and i was like bye boy disengage yeah bye so bye. let's move on Ugh, miami of miami is back and we're covering it on the pod officially so let's move on to miami and part of the reason why we never covered it before um was because it was on peacock and it like you know we kind of are sticking to just what's on bravo because there's a lot to be covering on peacock but oh i loved it i'm so glad it's back um you made a note of this and i completely agree why aren't more housewives like post divorce sharing a like a home together could you imagine if Luann would have moved into the townhome Yes. I'm surprised we haven't seen that more, especially in like in Orange County. Um, I'm just shocked that this is the first time. So that Jody's house used to be uh, Juliana's house. So it just feels like these women run in tight circles. These neighborhoods are hot. So I'm just surprised it hasn't happened more. But of course, Adriana is like, my updates were better. (laughs) I like what I did. And I'm like, okay, like it's it's a pretty nice house. Um, So but only Adriana would like have to like throw that dick in there. It was very on brand. Um, I completely agree with you too. Um, Marcus and Larsa, like I thought it was really weird and I thought it was more like, what's the best way I could get back at like Scotty. Um, when it'd be to basically date his, like the guy he was always number two behind um, date, his son, they oddly work. And I think like Marcus is just as, if not more in love with Larsa than she is with him. I know they're like disgustingly into each other. They got they. Yeah. I was like they're kind of cute until she's like I'm having a welcome party and I was yeah. like wait what? Like I was with all the women in their confessionals. I was like, okay, this is a bit much. Like the like this makes me want to yeah. vomit. But they seem to be good with each other, and I I don't know. And I think I also give him like credit for showing up and filming on camera, knowing all this attention around him because of his family name. Like that takes some balls. And I feel like there's a lot of dudes on other shows who would never do that. So yeah, he's kind of like getting some credibility from me. Totally. I agree. Um, I cannot understand why Lenny is such a piece of shit. Like I know this will be the question that there will never be an answer to. But when I saw that Lisa was getting $8,000 a month in child support, which this is, I'm talking from a housewife perspective. Like I completely understand that in a normal situation, that is a very like great amount. But like Lisa said, he's worth like 50, $60 million and he's going to be giving her $106,000 a year. Like, and I, I completely understand not like, I understand him if it were she was trying to take everything or she thinks she's entitled to like $2 million a month, like something ridiculous um, in child support, like these are your kids and she's taking care of them and you're going to want them. Like, I think ultimately he's like, I want to find every way I can to turn everything in Lisa's life against her. And if I can have the better house, the better things, the better vacations, my kid in his mind, he's like, my kids will love me more. I'm not going to let Lisa have that which just shows how messed up he is because like 
yes, kids like shiny things, but at the end of the day, they want love. They don't want a mansion. He's a fucking leech. I'm so glad that she has Jody, someone who's like experienced it. He seems like a good dude. His eyes, like sometimes they look like bug eyes. Like I'm always like, whoa, you're like really (laughs) waited. He's like, hi. Um, But I, he seems like a solid man. I'm rooting for them. She seems really, really happy. So I just hope that she comes out the other side of this on top. I mean, clearly she's got the man. She might get the two houses when she was talking that talk. I was like, get okay, it, girl. Honey. Like I just like take get it. it. Um, an ac- iconic movie that our friend Lucy on the ground loves first wise club. Um, I, to quote from that, don't get mad, get everything. I yes. think I'm like, yes, Lisa, get everything. Like, he doesn't, I mean, he doesn't deserve a, a dollar um, and he's disgusting. So I hope she comes out ahead on that. Uh, then Let's we, talk about the New Horizons party. Oh my God. <laughs> I was like, okay, Alexia. All right. New that Horizons. was odd. And then like, it also was like, it sounds like it might be some um, not bright horizons. I thought it was weird. And I get that they talked about it, that Todd was like completely like disengaging from the party. And I... And he explained himself as like, why have the party then? Yeah, I, I don't know. It was just very bizarre. That whole situation with Todd and the nine minute apology. She didn't know about it. She was pissed off about it. When she was mad about it, I'm like, oh my God, this is Teresa. Like this yeah. is you channeling Teresa it's getting so- mad about someone apologizing. Like really? Like who gives a fuck? It was long and it was, yes, it didn't need to go on social media, but why would you get mad for someone apologizing? It was very Teresa. So I, yeah, but the one thing that came out of that party is Larsa is just like, what's up? Like, why are you saying all this stuff about me? Gertie's like looking at her and she's like, no, not right now. I'm going to need you. And is being very ominous and not being very direct. And Larsa's like later on, is just basically like, what the fuck? What's going on with Gertie? Well, we see, and we've all known what's been happening off, off camera, but Gertie has dinner with the ladies and she then reveals that she has breast cancer Ugh, i know um that was like heartbreaking i mean we all knew it was coming um i think the hardest part well was them watching her conversation after she told the girls and i'm assuming this was chronological um that she like it felt like she like wanted to tell larsa but didn't think she could um and i think ultimately we'll probably see them having that conversation during that meal but it was um it was i don't want to say like interesting but you could tell a lot about the different backgrounds of the women based on how they responded. Um, I felt like Julia, like when she was saying like, don't worry about being a burden. Like it is not a burden. And like, she was coming from a place of like, I've been that spouse. Like I, this is what you do and you want to be there for your person. Nicole's face. I thought to me was like the most heartbreaking because you could see like the medical side of her, like processing and thinking it. And like, I just felt like she seemed kind of like a little bit less emotional. And I don't think that's because she doesn't care about Gertie by any means. They're extremely close, but it was kind of like, she was more thinking of like, okay, she's going to have to have a surgery. Is she going to need radiation? Is she going to like, I could just see her like doctor brain spinning. Um, And then you had Adriana who was just like, you know, tearing up and crying. And like, yeah, it was just, it to me, it was like, these are, this is kind of what makes that group work. Cause you have very different personalities that all balance one another, but like, the support and love for Gertie was really sweet. 
No, it was so sweet. I think it's really brave of her to even just reveal that and say that on camera and to even take us on this journey with her. I would imagine and I would hope that Bravo would have given her the option of like, you don't need to do this. Like, yeah, you know, and like for her to kind of take us on this journey with her. And I think us all knowing now that she's come out on the other side, she just recently rang the bell. Like, I think that makes it that much more like powerful and empowering um, to watch. I do want to make a side note before we move on to Miami. Um, Emilio Estefan is like. <laughs> that was huge. Major. <laughs> like, major like, moment. He gave it to Camila Cabello, but he gave it to me and I was like. Is this, can we fact check this? I like, mean, Adriana, I don't know what you got on this man or what, but to have like. Oh, he's she's got like some the, blackmail. There's no way he's picking her over Camila Cabello. I mean, Camila Cabello, like, it's like wild. She like, passed on the this. fact that the God, he's like the godfather in like Latin music, like Gloria and, and Emilio are like up there on the higher, um, like the royalty. Oh, so for yeah. that that exchange was wild to me to watch. So I just wanted to mention. Well, that and he did we come on. up to her. It wasn't like she was like name dropping and was like, "Oh, I think that's like." I was like, "Dang!" And like, yeah, she's like got said, some clout. She's got clout. Like I was dying at like uh, Mad Respect Nicole's, and she's yeah. like, "Yeah, oh shit!" Like Adriana <laughs> might be that girl. Like maybe what? I should be a little like make God my way to you know secure this friendship all right now on to Beverly Hills what a thrill Beverly Hills um I just have to say Garcelle okay I'm gonna start by saying too Garcelle I'm calling it now and Erica will be the shining stars of this season I felt like they were hilarious I loved this episode her dating intervention for Sutton killed me um I mean yes it it is like you do kind of feel bad because I think Sutton is very sensitive but the fact that she was like, you cannot invite a man to New York for a ballet event as the second date. And then Kyle tried to FaceTime him. <laughs> it was like amazing. But you know what, though? Like Dorit in her confessional, she was like, wait a second. This were a man doing it to a woman. She's like, wait, it is kind of sexy. It would be. And I mean, any woman would have loved it. And too. I feel like they're probably this man she was on a date with was probably wealthy. Like she's yeah. not. So in that sense, I'm like, is it that weird in that S like weird world but it is a lot like for date number two to be like do you want to fly out to new york with me but that would be a flex like if someone offered to fly me out i'd be like hell yeah i'm going private sure. i'd be like okay right like why not i mean isn't that how lala got started yeah. <laughs> she got the bj on the pjs yeah yes. i mean things have happened with those um I love- how do you feel about ocean spray so i love grapefruit juice as a mixer with uh for any really any cocktail I have not tried the specific, I mean, I've drank the ocean spray grapefruit. I, I, it didn't stand out in my mind as superior and something that I would always have to have in my purse. But, um, you know what, sometimes it like kills me people that are so wealthy that like, they like have certain things that they just like have to have like Lisa Barlow, for those who didn't know any, in uh, Vegas, Vegas pretty much predominantly serves Pepsi and diet Pepsi. And she is a diet Coke girly, which I get. I, prefer i prefer diet dr pepper but i diet coke is close second um she like had people like source diet coke for her because she couldn't drink the diet pepsi and so like it just to me it like makes me laugh and obviously like when you have all the money in the world you can find that but the fact that like something's like i can't be somewhere and they not have my ocean spray grapefruit juice so i'm just gonna carry it everywhere i go i know and i'm like this has got to be what teddy was implying 
with her. Yeah, like, she I bet alcohol in her purse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That maybe she thought it was like a cocktail mixture or something that she has like a little vodka in there. So that's what I thought. So then we get to the Magic Mike of it all, which honestly, I was like, shit. If we don't bring the husbands to Vegas, we got to get to Magic Mike. I made. I was like, why didn't we go to Magic Mike? Although, like, I say that, and we didn't have like a free moment. So it's like, I when know, would but we have, like, when would Magic Mike have fit into the the agenda? But um. It looked like a lot of fun. I, okay, so I do think Sutton was kind of butthurt that she wasn't asked up there and then just spiraled and she's like so awkward anyway. She wore pants. She made it like, she kept saying, I brought pants and panties and then made it like a point of saying like, I don't usually like wearing pants. Like, I don't like myself in pants. Like, you know, she wants to show off her skinny little legs and she wore a trouser. Like she wanted to be up there. I don't think it had anything to do with the face and the crotch. I think it was just. And the she, ballet. And the, <laughs> the yeah, I'm of- on the board of ballet. It's like, okay. Like. Oh, also you're on this reality show. Like let's well, not act. And then she spends like- the rest of the time talking about like sex and sex toys and tantric sex. It's like, I, to me that like annoyed me. Cause I'm like, no, you can't be Miss Prude proper ballet. And then be like, I have sex twice a day. And I mean, not that there's anything wrong with it. I, all four people being open about their sexuality and talking about it amongst their friends, if that's what they want to do. But like, yeah, I was just, I will say though, and this is why Erica to me, I made a meme and I said, I know this would be polarizing, but Erica is center diamond. The way she responded, the fact that she didn't get like riled up and didn't really like do anything. She threw a little bit of shade at dinner and then her confessional when she's like, I think Sutton would be a terrible leg killed me. I was like, that is, this is the Erica I love and I want to see. Oh, and I love that there was a face in her crotch. Like, I was like, yeah. this is, like, amazing. She loved First it. Off, look yeah. how her legs were so limber. I was like, oh, my God. Like, That's girl. I, kept, I was yeah. like, I get it. And like, it was amazing. Crystal was having an amazing – Crystal wasn't offended. I do love, too, that, like, Dorit was saying, like, all of us with husbands, like, are we're enjoying it. Like, Dorit's face was lighting up. I mean, she was zooming in. I just was yeah. dying that she was, like, zooming in as closely as possible. I mean, like, I would have done the same thing. Fun. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. No, it looked like a fun show. And Sutton, got to be a downer. I did like, you know, I do feel like with Kyle being sober and Sutton was smart to apologize to her because I feel like she would have been like, I wasn't drinking. Like, yeah, I like can you see Kyle in this. Yeah. Yeah. You cannot spin this because I am of clear mind and I I know what I saw. So I, I did. I was glad Sutton was smart when she's like, I'm calm down now. Like to her slow. Like she was like talking. I was like, I'm calm. And then when she ate that fish, I was like, it was disgusting. And I was like, oh, no, I was like, you. okay, we're spending a little too long zooming in. But Erica's face like killed she me was, during that. I, it was really, I like how somebody said like, I'm offended watching her eat this. Like it was <laughs> like, it was it a was little a gross. Um, okay. A scene that I didn't love and I had a really hard time with with Dorit which otherwise I think she did great this episode uh when Garcelle was like you know I thought about it more and I felt like I wasn't being genuine with the women and wanting to talk about Oliver and kind of like not really like opening up and she explained to them why that in the past she hasn't felt like safe talking about her kids given responses and remarks that have were made and I think that's totally fair and then Dorit like just took it so out of context and I to me, the way I looked at it is like, this is Garcelle trying to get closer with the women, trying to open up by saying, I don't feel comfortable talking about my son. I want to. I want to explain to you guys why I don't so that in the future, I don't have to feel like I have to withhold. And I felt like Dorit was trying to use Garcelle's feelings as like an attack. Like get over it. Yeah. yeah. 
It was a, it was like the wrong move. Like it was not cute. It's like this is what three. This is not the thing to go after. I do wish like Kyle or someone else would have been like, no, Dorit. Like, yeah, it would have been nice if someone else in that moment would have been like, y'all, like this is I, not right. Like she's trying to open up. Like been more supportive of her in that moment instead of just kind of. I think it'd be great if Erica would have done it. Been like, look, I'm the part of the reason. I know it was, you know, Mauricio and PK made a comment, but I'm the reason why. And I think she's allowed to feel this way. And I want to work on us having a closer friendship. And so if you are going to be upset about it, you can do that. But I like, I'm going to take this in. And Erica did take it in. I just think she should have been the one to kind of put Dorit um, in her place. Uh, A couple other notes from this episode that I just want to mention really quickly. (laughs) Um, some standouts is in terms of roommates, I am Sutton and Garcelle is Abby. Um, when Garcelle is like trying to sleep and is like, go to sleep and Sutton's like trying to fix the curtains, trying to do like all these other things is on her phone. Vanessa has a process, you guys, she's got to have a fan, a sound machine, well, I think that's probably an eye mask. I mean, I don't know that I'm I would mess with the curtains though. I would make sure it's like blackout. Yeah. Yeah. So it would have been a thing. And then does the Birkin need to work out a la Erica? Like that was perfection. So that was a great end to Beverly Hills. So now we're going to take a quick little ad break here and let's talk about Life MD. Right now, we'd like to thank the sponsor of this episode, Life MD, looking to lose weight and improve your health. You're not alone. More than 40% of Americans are considered clinically obese, but without the right resources and support, the path to better health can be challenging to say the least. The good news is, is Life MD can help. As one of the world's leading online healthcare providers, Life MD takes the hassle, expense, and guesswork out of reaching your weight loss goals. Its comprehensive weight management program combines access to breakthrough GLP-1 medications with coaching and metabolic testing to help patients on their journey to lose weight and maintain the results long-term. Visit lifemd.com slash real moms to start your weight loss journey today. LifeMD's weight management program gives qualifying patients across GLP-1 medications like Wigovi, these groundbreaking drugs, improve metabolic function, regulate digestion, digestion, suppress appetite to help you feel fuller longer, and the results are astonishing. In studies, GLP-1 drugs have been shown to help patients lose on average 15% of their body weight. Now, as you may already know, the process of losing weight and keeping it off can feel daunting, especially if you had trouble in the past. The good news is LifeMD is here for you every step of the way. As a patient, you can schedule online one-to-one sessions with a licensed healthcare provider who will help you create a healthy eating plan, monitor your progress, and make choices that align with your goals. And rest assured, with LifeMD, losing weight doesn't need to break the bank. They'll help you maximize the insurance coverage to make medication as affordable as possible. If you're not satisfied for any reason, you can cancel at any time. LifeMD's comprehensive weight management program has everything you need to succeed. Your weight journey begins with a virtual assessment that includes blood work, a health assessment, a video call with a licensed clinician. They even offer a mobile lab collection services for people who prefer to get blood work done at home. Then your clinician will treat, will create a custom weight loss plan, and if appropriate, prescribe a medication that can help you reach your goals. And that's not all. With LifeMD's online patient portal and user-friendly app, it's easy to communicate with your care team when you need guidance and support. With the right resources and support, losing weight doesn't have to feel like an uphill battle. 
Embrace your journey with a healthier, happier you. Achieve lasting, sustainable weight loss with LifeMD by your side. Visit LifeMD.com slash real moms to get started so you can enjoy a brighter tomorrow. That's LifeMD.com slash real moms. Read all warnings before using GLPs. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. It is time to transition our wardrobes, which means you're going to be pulling things out from previous years and trying to figure out what you have in your closet to wear. Um, And even though it might be full of clothes, it might be hard to put together an actual outfit. And that is why I was so excited uh, to partner with Quince. Thanks to Quince, I feel like I've really put together some timeless pieces that I can use from casual work. Um, even like throwing them on with like a pair of leggings to go to a sporting event. My favorite piece that I've gotten from Quince has been my black crew neck cashmere sweater. It's 100% Mongolian cashmere and best of all, only $50. And we're all busy. We don't have time to take things to the dry cleaners. I love that I can hand wash it at home and wear it again and again with all Quince items. Everything is priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that are use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices along with premium premium fabrics and finishes. Again, I was talk, been talking about my a black crew neck sweater. Um, part of the reason why I picked it out is I feel like even though I have a ton of black in my closet, I didn't have like a high quality piece I knew I could wear over and over again and something that I could dress up or dress down. So I love wearing it with like um, a vest over it to wear to a soccer game, or maybe I'll put a white button down under it, wear it to work or dress it up with some cute, you know, chic gold jewelry, jeans and some heels and wear it to happy hour or date night. It's just such a versatile piece. I know I love it. I know you guys will love it too. So to get high quality essentials at affordable prices with Quince, go to quince.com slash real moms for free shipping and 365 day returns on your order. That's com slash real moms to get free shipping and 365 day returns quince.com slash real moms. This episode of Real Moms of Bravo is brought to you by Wild Grain. Wild Grain is the first ever bake from frozen subscription box for sourdough breads, fresh pastas, and artisanal pastries. Every item bakes from frozen in 25 minutes or less. No thawing required. The team at Wild Grain just sent me a box. So much delicious stuff inside. Let me tell you about it. We love to make pasta. Kyle is a big pasta guy. Um, if you've been following us for a while, he tends, he sometimes likes to make it, but when we're pressed for time, it was so nice that we had two different types of pasta that was provided in our wild grain box. We also invited my brother over. So along with the pasta that he made, he made a delicious kind of a spicy um, pasta. And then we took the sourdough bread. It heated up perfectly. It was as, as if I had baked it. And then we turned it into garlic bread. So it was very, very delicious. I think it's fantastic um, for hosting parties as we're getting into the holiday season. And if you're planning on having lots of people it's a great, great option. And now you can now you can fully customize your wild grain box so you can get any combination of the breads, pastas, and pastries you like. If you want a box of all bread, all pasta, or all pastries, you can have it. Plus, for a limited time, you can get $30 off the first box. 
plus free croissants in every box when you go to wildgrain.com slash real moms to start your subscription. You heard me, free croissants in every box and $30 off your first box when you go to wildgrain.com slash real moms. That's wildgrain.com slash real moms, or you can use promo code real moms at checkout. Would you ever get a 13 year old a golf cart? <laughs> no, uh, I okay. Normally, I I, I don't want to like ever like mom shame or judge anybody, but in this situation, yes, I am judging. I think it's a bit weird. Um, it's extravagant, and also it's like not even you can trust your child all day long. I don't trust the people on the road. Like, well, that's right. She's like, she can run errands for me. She can drop the kid off at school. I'm like, is she going on a major road? Now, I will say there are parts of St. Louis. I'm sure Kansas City has these two where there's like larger neighborhoods um, in St. Louis, the hill, where it's like very much a golf cart neighborhood. Parking's tough. So like, you know, people will just like take golf carts to zip from one house to the the other. But usually it's adults. And like, there are real, like you're on roads. There's like real cars out there. I'm like, this doesn't seem safe. And that was a huge golf cart. It was like a, the three yes, roads. It was, I'm like, it was unsafe. I'm sorry. That's unsafe. I, I'm surprised more of the women didn't say anything about it, to be quite honest. I was kind of shocked that that wasn't like a, what are you doing, Whitney Rose, like giving your 13-year-old the <laughs> golf cart? Like, that is insane. Like, I would have had a moment with Whitney and we would have gotten in a fight no. and I would have been like, no, this you is, you're in this. the wrong. You can't do this. Sorry. I completely agree. I I felt like too was more like she was excited about the convenience of it. Like, is this a, st- maybe this is the standard thing in Salt Lake. I don't know. Um, I was just kind of like, I'm not hearing about other kids getting golf carts. I was looking up laws there. I was like, is she breaking a law? <laughs> I was like trying to see I if think this is legal. I think to drive a golf cart. I don't, I don't in know. Most places. ridiculous. So, I don't I mean, I will say like, I, whenever we went on vacations, like there's a lot of parts of like, like the Destin 30A area where you do golf carts. And like, I mean, I remember being 12 or 13 driving them, um, but I did not drive it safe. Like, I mean, no, well, and around my area, there's tons of kids with scooters. The oh yeah. Scooters. They Those all are have big. Them. Yeah. Those are big. They all have them. So I'm like, we could have gone that path. Like that would make more sense to me. But anyways, well, then she couldn't drive her brother to school. I feel like it's more like, this is like a convenience thing for, Whitney, um, I think she just wanted help. Anyway, I know that sounds really bad. I'm not trying to mom bash. I just like could not get over that in my brain. And I need, we need some DMs of like validation that like, no, you're not crazy. That was like not maybe the best gift. Uh, Okay. Lisa, I think really just can't stand Monica. I do somewhat see her point that like your mom is very toxic. We've seen this in scenes, you know, with Monica and her mother. Like, why are you bringing her around? But I don't know if it was Lisa's place to, like, say, like, I don't know if I buy it. I don't know. I just felt like it wasn't fair to, like, try to, like, I don't want to say minimize blame Minimize her childhood like, trauma. Yeah, minimize <laughs> it or, like, question it. Like, it was just kind of like, I don't know. I was just kind of like, this isn't really your your place to be talking about it. That's how no. I No. I mean, I would have looked at Lisa and be like, do you call your kids motherfuckers? Because my mom just called me that. Do you tell them you hate them? Like, I mean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is what you're not seeing. Like, this is the stuff you're not seeing. Like, I'm a product of my mom. Like Monica's no angel by any means, but like I think any of us who have seen those interactions with her mom know that her mom isn't one either. Yes, I completely agree. I I almost wanted to like say too, if I were Monica, which she doesn't like know all of it, but like it's kind of like how Lisa feels about Heather. Like Heather doesn't have a, a place at Jack's mission because she's not that close with Lisa and she doesn't really understand the whole dynamic and like how Jack is excited about it. It's sort of the same thing. Like Lisa, you don't have a place in this like 
dynamic and conversation about Monica and her mother. Um, but I did, I do want to say, I think the way that Heather and Lisa handled it and then Jack coming up and like, you know, Heather was able to say like, I went to cans, you know, for, for mine. And like, all, I thought I just, it was, um, I don't, I mean, I, I know they don't end up being friends, but I think it showed like, at least they could be responsible about having a conversation that's bigger than just them. And Heather could still be supportive and nice to Jack and not be like, do you know you're going to ruin a life selling people, you know, Mormonism? Oh my God. Yes. Um, other moments that made me laugh is that at the birthday party, um, little Bobby is like, I'm 13. I can drink as much Dr. Pepper as I want. Like that just like made me laugh. And Whitney's like standing there like, what the fuck? Like this kid is going to be sugared up and caffeinated and up all night driving her golf cart around a different type of (laughs) intoxication, like just hyper speedy in her golf cart. That to me, that was like the most Mormon thing ever because like she's, if she, I mean, I know they're not really practicing, but if, if Bobby decides to be a practicing Mormon, she's probably never going to like drink alcohol. So like, she's like, I can have as much Dr. Pepper as I want. I I mean, it was sweet. It just made me laugh. And I know this is not, we can't say this now, but back in the day, like what she made with her concoction was what we called a suicide, yeah, which true. again, not, you know, it's, I know, so that now, but that, that's what, what I was thinking. Okay. There's a couple things. Anybody who ever played basketball, uh, there is a type of sprint where you run from like baseline, free throw line, back to baseline, half court, back back to baseline, other free throw line, back to baseline, full court, back. Those are have always been called suicides because um, it's a, just a really tough sprint. And yeah. I was actually, I'm about to coach my son's first grade team. And I was talking to their mom, like, what do they call these now? And we were like reaching out to the people. They call them like lines. We're going to run lines, which I was also like, well, that kind of sounds like oh. a dog too. But <laughs> There are certain things where I'm like, what? That made me think, like, what do they call that soda concoction? Like, they're not going to call it a suicide. Well, like, they called it suicide, which I don't know why. So, if any of you guys have young children, like, tell us what they call that now. Like, what are the kids saying? <laughs> We've never like, sounded older like, in our life. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I don't. I feel like some of these phrases I don't understand when kids are like that's bussin'. So I'm like, okay, is this going to be called like the mix? We call it like <laughs> something stupid. But anyway, going off on a tangent, um, I did love though. <laughs> The way Lisa was talking to uh, Angie was just making me laugh because she's like, Angie, don't be fake as fuck. No, don't <laughs> talk. Like, it was just like, and then when Lisa DeLulu, like, this is not delusional. She is DeLulu because it's entertaining and hilarious. She kept talking to Whitney and Whitney's like, okay, I like, I need to sell jewelry. Like, there's, there's a line. I want to go talk to the people. And she just kept going and then just walked out. Like, <laughs> It, it was, was amazing. amazing. What was your take on the sound bath fight? Because everyone was like Monica and Lisa going at it at this party. Whitney's trying to make a buck anywhere she can with this jewelry. But what was your yeah. take on the sound bath fight? I think a sound bath like a, with a large group is a choice. Like to me, a sound bath is more something you do in like a very like dedicated space. People are laying down. There's maybe like four or five people and everyone is there for the sound bath. Like everybody was at this party and then the sound bath was just like a bonus. I thought it was kind of weird. That being said, it was very rude that they kept talking because they are Whitney's closest friends. If these were just randoms at the party that like had been overserved and were like, oh my God, like that to me, I would have been like, okay, like, yeah, what did you think? You're having a launch party serving alcohol and you're going to like do a sound bath, but it was her closer friends. I can't wait for her to watch what happens live, like some actor redoing this fight because yeah, one of my favorite moments in that fight 
is that Monica's like, you're old. And, and Angie like turns She's to She's older at her. than me. Yeah, I'm older than her. Like, and that, like all of it was just like so funny. And Lisa be like, stop, stop talking, stop talking. And then like going back and looking at her and like. Who do you think should it. do it? Because like obviously John Hamm's great, but he's already had like his moment. Um, I want two women to do this. Um, well, I think it should be. I think Jessica Chastain should be involved in it somehow because she loves Housewives. And then, I don't know, because oh. they're probably not going to have two big, big names together, but... Well, the SAG SAG strike has ended, so yeah. I think Hollywood is going to be... We're going to be seeing all these things promoted left and right. Um, ah, fuck. Who's the girl from American Horror Story? Oh, who, Emma Roberts? No. Hold on. Oh, she's dating... I know. The Sarah older Paulson. woman. The yes. older woman should do it. Yeah, Sarah. No, no, she's... she... Sarah, Sarah Paulson. Oh, you think Sarah, it should be Sarah Paulson just because she looks like the other Angie? Well, yeah, that would work. But Sarah Paulson and Jessica Chastain. That would there be we go. Actually, dream, that would be amazing. Team. They have to put on really bad dark wigs, too, just to make it. Oh, that would be so good. I love um, it. But who did you side with? Because the internet seems to love Monica. And you and I are coming off a of Barlow high. So. I, I mean, I love Lisa. And I appreciate the cocktails, the conversation, the camaraderie <laughs> that we have formed since BravoCon. And as a good friend now with Lisa Barlow, I think I could say to her, you were not in the right in this situation. I I don't think Monica or Lisa were in the right, but I, yeah, I'm like, the the dismissiveness of Angie wasn't needed. And then the conversation afterwards of being like, the way, what you're telling me, and then the conversations you're having, like, I think you could say like, I also want to move on. And we were at our friend's launch party. Like, I didn't need to like chime in and make this a full-blown fight so yeah yeah um all right I do you want to mention last lisa barlow anecdote because we were we were been in this vortex of bravo but um the three last names she did mention that to us in conversation uh yeah. that came up in last week's episode that monica has three last names so the hate is real y'all yeah <laughs> Uh, okay. Winter house, full disclosure. I did not get to finish winter house. I mean, six episodes to watch live in a week is a lot. Um, my big takeaway is Alex's predator ish. Like I can't get on board. Like I do think at face value, he's an attractive man, but like, I don't want him within like 15 feet of a school. Alex gives me the ick. And then yeah. Jordan crying at the end because she thought Malia kissed Corey also gave me the ick. Because I'm like, these two guys aren't it. Like, I know Brian Benny has no game, but he's also at least, like, very cute. You guys know I'm, like, a recovering shorts apologist. <laughs> I Even shortsy. But I'm like, Corey and Alex might have the six-pack, but no. I do. We've talked to our single friends about this. Is this really the best we can do for single men? Like, <laughs> yeah. I just, is this the caliber that we're dealing with? And if so, I worry for like the future of the human race because like no one's going to want to reproduce with these losers. Like, <laughs> I, I don't, dying right now. <laughs> I just feel like, can we do better for these quality single women? This is the best we could bring in for them. Like, bravo, do better, do better. We'll leave it Bri at that. Brian Benny's okay. I'll leave it at that. Honestly, mic drop. Let's move on to Potomac. I'm so happy it's back. Um, God, okay. I don't know what I love more. The women of Potomac or production for Potomac because, oh my God, like at the nail salon reenactment. That was like so, so 
funny. This is like, we are obsessed with the production company of Potomac because they just get it. They're in on the joke. They make it laugh. They also, I think because the women know production does this type of stuff, help them not take stuff so seriously. But it was amazing. When I do have to say, when Robin and Juan were having their conversation and like she was buying all of his dumbass excuses, I also couldn't help but when he's like, whatever her name is, like so and so is a very attractive woman. And then <laughs> Robin goes, I mean, people think we look alike. And he was just like, so anyway, like, I mean, also, Juan, you're the freaking head coach. Okay. There are things in life I don't know a lot about. But if you are the head coach of a D1 school, you are not doing the laundry at the laundromat with another coach. Oh, just she knows it. that. I she do know that. She knows that, guys. And it, like the fact that he said that she was an attractive woman, what a fucking weird thing to say. I know they probably legally couldn't bring up everything that happened. Uh, oh, the with harassment the, allegations. Yeah. I, I may be miswording that, but I think you guys know my gist. But it's like, honey, you didn't just get let go like – there was some you serious were fired allegations for inaction, which like there's been other coaches have been fired for that. Like I just see something, say something, do something. Come on, Juan. Um, I think he in like his mind is like, well, since I wasn't the one doing it, it's not like I'm not at fault. But it's like, no, you could have supported someone. You, you could have stopped it from happening again. Like I don't know. I just again. There was just a lot of things with Juan, like all the lies. I'm like, okay, do we are we really believing that this girl, like, what was it? Her phone died or something, and she couldn't get a yes, hotel room. He's just a nice guy, and he helped homeless people. Like, what? Like, Robin, we're acting so dumb right now. Like, to quote you, and like, kind of quote yeah. you here. Like, no, honey, and this is why Ladams rise because <laughs> our Queen Karen is coming for her. Like, I am ready for it. One thing, okay, I actually want to get your take on this because this came up at the panel at BravoCon and it's relevant to this first episode. So one of the things that Robin explained with why she didn't bring this up on camera, the whole thing, the trust that Juan had, is that they had resolved it like six months prior yeah. to filming. So that was, she's like, why would I go into this new season? I'm talking about my life and not um, then like go backwards and bring this up. Do you agree with that or disagree with that? So I disagree. I also think the whole thing of like, oh, I thought Karen would bring it up so I wouldn't have to like, okay, I disagree only because even if you had moved past it, it was relevant and it, it seems odd to me that it came up post reunion. Like, were you hoping it never would come up at all? Like, I don't know. It just seemed weird to me that like she got to kind of like protect her story. I'm also annoyed that the other woman kind of let her. I think there should have been not like feet held to the fire, but I do think it's like, okay, this there's rumors out here. This is going on. Like, I just felt like, I don't know. I don't think, I just don't think that's, I don't think that gives you a pass personally. No, I agree with you. I think anytime you're willing to talk about someone else's relationship, you got to be okay with them talking about yours. Um, this is housewives. We all know we've all seen what it's happened. So I completely agree with you. Um, let's talk about Mia. Mia, um, God, Mia, she's so she's something else, one of a kind. She's Delulu too. I mean, she's, fact, she was like, "Is it weird that I don't drink anymore?" And he's like, "Well, you're drinking wine." And she's like, well, I don't drink hard alcohol. It's like, well, you're still drinking. Like that, like that. that is 
crazy that I can get behind that it's just like so funny to me and like they're downgrade. Um, we all know where her and um, Gordon end up. So we'll continue to see that. Um, how do you feel about Giselle and Jason? We get a glimpse of Jason. They kind of work. Like, I don't know it. Her kids seem on board. Um, she seems happy. I don't, I, to me, I like, I don't know. Like I was kind of like, I'm curious, like, I thought it was weird. She called it a situationship at the panel, but I think she just didn't want to like have to talk about it much. And she was just trying to like, how do we move on from the next question? I do think she really likes him. And I think he really likes her. I mean, this is my only beef and it's not even her. He's so fucking thirsty. He goes from Lindsay to Rachel to now Giselle. So that's like, I'm a little like, okay, like I hope you're not being so digmatized that you don't see how this guy is like, continue yeah. to date these women for more clout. So I hope it's genuine, but I don't know. Don't get so digmatized. Busy. <laughs> she, I mean, she is a little digmatized, but I will say her style's been upgraded. So maybe he's helping her with that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, sure. I doubt it, but her, I, I, thought her, <laughs> I thought her looks at BravoCon um, were No, she better. did good. Yeah, I agree with that. I co-signed that. Yeah. Um, I mean, let's be honest. We're not starting from like a spot. Like there's a, a lot of room for improvement. So she made some improvement and way to go jizzy. Um, God, I feel like I'm, I'm excited for the season. Obviously I feel like Potomac kind of always delivers. Um, and I'm looking forward to, I don't want to say like the women holding Robin accountable, but I do think it's going to be like interesting. Like everyone is kind of talking about it. Even her girl, Giselle. No, I'm excited. And I'm, I actually give Giselle props there and not being afraid to kind of like call her out and just be like, this all looks weird. Like, yeah. And you're, you're acting like you're fine with it and you don't care. It's like, there's no way that's really how you're feeling. Like amongst friends, you can say, I'm not okay with this. And that's, that's all right. Um, all right. What an episode. That was, we did it. um, We did it under an hour, which is pretty impressive. Um, let's, do our shout outs. Who's your shout out for this week, Vanessa? I'm going to give it to you all for listening. I know we gave you some love during our BravoCon episode, but I was so touched um, and very humbled by you all. And I'm so grateful for your support and your love. And if you still really love us and haven't given us five stars or written review, please do. I love that. I want to give mine just to the Bravo fans in general, not like our, um, you know, Real moms of Bravo fans, but just all of them. Um, I think what's really cool about BravoCon is that people can come from like all different walks of life and find friends at BravoCon. You can come alone. It's like there is like you are amongst your people. And I heard so many great stories. Our friend even like was like, I made so many friends. Like people would like watch my bag while I went to the bathroom and like nobody stole from me. Like it just like kind of restored some of my faith in humanity. And I think sometimes the fans, we get a bad rep from the housewives that leave like Elisa Renna is like, it's crazy. They're so negative and all this stuff. I think at the end of the day, like our fam, like the Bravo fans and the fan base are really good people. And we're really all really lucky that we found each other. So here's to all of us Bravo fans. Um, And like Vanessa said, if you haven't done so already, please leave us a five-star review. If you have some time, leave a written review um, and make it a great day or don't. The choice is yours. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. 
With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.